back everybody to thanks for your concern you're here with berenice and i'm ella welcome back to another episode oh my gosh girl how are you i don't know like i think the months are just rushing by time is just passing too fast i'm aging it came to me that i'm aging because this man at the gym starts hitting on me and first of all this man's way too touchy okay I, for my my taste for I, I don't like to be talked to at the gym most of all i don't like to be gamed down at the gym and he would not leave me alone so i ended up having to give this man my instagram so he would leave me alone and then i think that just made him be like she wants me um and mm. then just started touching me out of nowhere and i'm like why are you being so touchy i was like you're very like like did i did I consent to this? Like, like, it was like, oh my God, like my bad. And I was like, okay, trying to look into my soul and shit. I was like, what's your zodiac sign? What, why are you like this? Turns out this man is 20 years old. Oh my God. I was like, you know, that takes up my brother in Christ. You're scaring the hoes. Like, get away from me. Um, 20. 20. Oh my God, that's so crazy. I sometimes like, I know this sounds crazy, but like the fact that I used to have hook up with 20 year old boys like it's like what like i used what i mean i was 20 at the time but 20 sounds so mm -hmm. young no i was shooketh uh, for reals like i was like uh, you're too young to write this right i am so sorry <laughs> i am so sorry you said what you said you meant what you meant i get yeah, it yeah 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 you know how is this so did he know he how knew, old you he were knew how old i was oh yeah like i have pictures with my like on my birthdays on my instagram you know what i mean like he it's not hard to do a little detective work that i know he must have done to conclude my age and he didn't want to tell me how old he was i had to mm. ask three times and i by the second time when he like dodged it i was like oh you must be young young you were like dude i need to know how young you are like for reals check ids on the door literally you gotta start checking ids at the door okay uh yeah so that that's come to my attention but you know it was flattery of anything i'm glad that like you know like like the younger generation thinks i'm cute that's that's really nice <laughs> of course gorgeous do you have any other updates besides is he so was he pre your gym crush or you were just just a gym person I was a gym person, okay? I, mm -hmm. I came out of some of my hiatus gym girl era, and I came back, and he's part of me right away. It's the green hair. It's the green hair. I don't know. It has a mind of its own. I attract I maybe the wrong energy right now, but, like, there's a lot of people that are on one. But specifically, I think, like, that's all I'm, I'm willing to share at this moment. I'll have more updates next week. <laughs> I have a fun update. Yeah? What you been up to? So I went to a book signing by this author, Pierce Brown. It, he's the author of a Red Rising series. Highly recommend. Very, very good sci-fi fantasy book. Anyways, I thought this man was going to be like George R.R. R. Martin. No, very young, cool, hip, witty. It was awesome. I love going to book signings. It was also like a pretty affordable event. So highly recommend looking up book signings in your area. But okay. guess what advice this man gave? And I say this shit all the time. And I was like, okay, babes, maybe I'm onto something. Like, maybe I ha I got, like, maybe I'm just not bullshitting on this podcast. Guess what's the thing that he said? A number one advice he gives, he would give people. To listen to things for your concern. Yeah, he said that. He doesn't know us yet, but he said that. No, he said the thing that I say, which is, 
if you're a creative, there is always going to be a point when you start out that your taste laps your talent. As in, you're going to have better taste and you're going to make shit that you don't even like because you know what good shit is. And he said that. And I was like, oh, my God, I say that. So that was really cool. Uh, he was a dope guy. I highly recommend book signings. And it reminded me, the last book signing I went to, it's been a while, was for Eclipse when I met Stephanie Meyer oh. for the third time. Wow, and, third. <laughs> yep, because... You know, I literally want on my grave to say, here lies Ella Tudor, the first OG Twilight fan. Because I was literally on Twilight before anybody else. I've always been a book girly. We love a little sci-fi fantasy book. So, highly recommend Red Rising, but that's what I've been up to. It was really fun. Okay. Some book signings. Gotta Mm -hmm. go get those books that go get, gotta get back into reading. Some of you people are not reading. I know that for a fact. Oh, I'm reading. I, I honestly, I probably should be reading more. But girlies, I love a good audiobook um, because you know there's only so much time in the day. So we got to do chores. We have to work out. We have to do our hot girl walks. I hot girl walk with Cardi. We go on our hot girl walks every single day. Um, recently, it's been hot hot girl walks because it's fucking ninety degrees outside. But I listened to a little audiobook, so highly recommend. Okay, hell yeah, the Rex of Ella. You can find mm-hmm. her on TikTok. You can find me on TikTok. You can find us on literally every social media platform. I'm on Twitter, Threads, Upworthy. I don't fucking know. All right. I'm actually really excited for this episode, though. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Today we're talking exit strategy in exit strategy in all aspects of life. For my other anxious girlies, you probably know about this. (laughs) Always know when to leave. Always know how you're getting out. Yeah, and so we're going to talk about exit strategies in every aspect of your life. We're going to start off with like the, not the boring one, but the things that are less juicy and then we're going to build up. But work, exit strategy at work. I want to tell you a little trick. If you get there 15 minutes before anyone, everyone, you can leave whenever. True. Be the first girly in and the the first first girly out. out. (laughs) Like, you're like, I gotta go. I'm like, oh my god, I've been here all day. That's true. And it looks good because, like, you've been beating people to it. Mm -hmm. I remember at our first job, they didn't really have, I think, like, the time that you could leave was 3 p.m. So technically, if you got there at 7, you could leave by 3 and no questions asked. Mm-hmm. I saw people get there at 6 in the morning, get their shit done, wrapped up with take an hour lunch, and at 2 p.m., they were, like, mentally checked out by 3, like, bag. They were at the elevator. And I was just like, that's actually so smart because by the time everybody else get there, which is, like, 9, you already have, like, all of your work done. Yep. I I I kind I basically do this right I I do this and there's something so good about beating traffic and then actually being able to have like a life I know mm-hmm. a lot of people who are like six to nine you know my five to nine before my nine to five I don't know I just I just don't function at five a.m. and six a.m. like that so let me put those bullshit hours at work 
Okay. Yes. And then I save yes. all my energy for my fun little hobbies and things I actually enjoy for after work. I haven't done that in years. I should probably start getting back into that practice because it does leave you so much time to do whatever you want during the day, the daylight. You really get to like have that time to yourself and um, you go to sleep early because you wake up so early. So there are blessings that come with getting up early. And I'll work. Okay, so the other exit that you need to talk about at work is when you are going to leave. Bye-bye. Yeah. New job. Yeah, I've been thinking about this a lot. Hopefully, like, no one at work is listening because I love you all. Um, But sometimes you just get more than you signed up for, you know? And I feel like when that happens, it is acceptable to say, I got to get the fuck out of here. Your body will tell you when you need to get the fuck out of a workplace. Yeah. You start getting anxiety. Um, Personally, I start to procrastinate and self-destruct slightly. And that's when I notice, like, oh, I need to get my shit together. And by getting my shit together doesn't mean at work. It means by getting out of here. I got to figure out how to get out because... It's starting, it's starting to feel like I'm trapped here. And the interesting thing about work is that the more I have been part of bigger roles in corporate America, the more they expect you to keep proving yourself. And personally, I don't like that because I feel like if I consistently do a good job, then, like, you should let me rock. You know what I mean? Like, I was trying to do a good job, get the fuck out of there. I don't really want 10 extra responsibilities. That's just not my vibe. I'm a good hang, but I'm not here to like, <laughs> you know, like, I, nah, nah, like, nah. Um, so that, that has been something that I've been thinking about lately. And I was like, how the fuck did I get out of here? I, I said, girl bossing too close to the sun. I, I gotta go. I feel like, The big sign that, like, I need to get a new job is when I start, like, fantasizing about things that could happen to me where I would get significant time off. You know, like, I'm like, oh, my God, if I got stabbed outside of my job, what, I could get, like, three weeks, you know? You know, like, (laughs) I start thinking about that. You start thinking crazy things, like, maybe I should have a baby because then I could get some, like maternity leave you know uh and then i'm like you know what girl if we're fantasizing about being stabbed and having a baby so you can get a little bit of time off of work like it might be time to go yeah don't do that don't Don't, do that don't think about ways to get that um i know that i know some people that have lied like regarding like taking care of like a family member to get like six months off to run around I don't know if I necessarily recommend doing this. Like, obviously take the time off if you need it. But, like, you might just want to quit. Like, if you hate your job that much where you're like, I need a six-month break from this shit, maybe that's not the right job. And that's okay. But, like, you know, do you just, like, with stuff like that, sometimes I get so sketched out. I don't know if I'm just, like, superstitious, but I feel like sometimes when, like, I put that oh, into the too. world. Like, it, it's a bad omen. Like, it might happen. And then I'm going to feel really shitty about it because, like, I kind of put it into the world. So, you know, like, do what you got to do. But honestly, just just, just dip. And you can always give them a chance to keep you. If you get added on responsibilities, I feel like one of the best things to say is kind of like, how will my compensation match uh, these new responsibilities I'm about to embark? Right? 
Because there's like, that. this wasn't, I remember when I signed my original contract, and all of a sudden, this looks nothing like that contract I signed. So I'm, I, I just want to make sure like, we're both in the same page about, about that. Because if you're not asking those questions, I can guarantee you, a man is, okay? <laughs> and I am going to beat them to it. <laughs> yep, I, my favorite thing that I've ever learned was when people ask me for things and I'm like, yes, these are my current priorities. How do you want me to re, you know, how do reprioritize based on what I got else going on? And like almost nine times out of 10, they ask somebody else because it's like, oh, okay, this, she actually has got stuff to do. Yeah. Yeah. People think because you do it well that you don't got shit going on, but it's like, no, no, no. I do it well. So I stay under the radar. I'm not any of your concern. And we're good. We're good here. But if you add things, then I'm going to become your concern. Because <laughs> I'm going to be unhappy. Yeah. No, for real. Um, and you can give him a chance to keep you if you want to go. But you just, like, kind of want to test the waters. I know one of my friends did this. She got a job. Like, she got an offer at Amazon. Really good offer. And then she was like, I do like this job. But, like, I just want to get more money. And she told them. She was just like, you know, Amazon's offering me this much money. And then I got to go. And she didn't even say, like, can you match it? She just said, they're offering this much money. And her manager got her a better offer. So Mm -hmm. sometimes they want to keep you and they do value you. And maybe that's, like, what do you need in order to keep going, at least for a little bit. But, like, you know, don't be afraid to test the water. See if you can can get that that boost. But, like, if you're going to do that, I would say definitely have a plan B. Like, don't do that as, like, a fluke. Like, you gotta, you gotta get don't. in and get out of there because they might say no. And then, like, that's really awkward when you don't leave. Don't bluff. Like, actually don't have bluff. an offer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would say that. Other places that you sometimes need to plan your exit strategy or just overall, I feel like, planning ahead. A lot of people don't plan ahead. And this worries me. And I think, like, mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, when you get older, you're like, I am becoming my parents. Uh, I feel like I am becoming my parents, specifically my dad in this aspect. Um, he's always like, you know, like, what's your plan? Mm-hmm. What is the plan? You're getting there. How are you getting home? This one's I've learned in some tough ways, mainly in New York. Like, sometimes I'll take the subway home. It depends on the circumstances. Um, and that bitch stops running at a certain time. And then I'm like, oof, am I ready to pay, a, like, a $100 Uber to get home from a party? I probably should have planned that a little better. Yeah, I always, I think, not my, like, regret, but, like, if I were to give any advice, bro, do not go anywhere unless you can say, like, fuck you, I'm leaving, and you have the means and opportunity to go. I've been stuck places for a couple of reasons. One time I was stuck because literally, I don't want to say I was in the middle of nowhere, but, like, I was because I didn't have a way to get anywhere. There were no buses, there was no taxi, and I didn't have a car, right? And so I ended up being in kind of, like, this just uncomfy situation because my drunk driver got fucking blasted, all right? And I didn't have a way home, right? So I was stuck there, and it was very uncomfortable, and what the fuck are we supposed to do? Just be fucking stuck. I... I would never do that again. Like, that literally gives me fucking anxiety now. Another thing is, literally, do not go anywhere if you do not have Uber money to get home. I, like, know this from experience. Bro, one time I woke up in fucking Tacoma, okay? And that is so fucking far from my fucking house, okay? I 
cannot believe I like did that shit. That is fucking nuts. I've wa- woken up in other states like this is nutty cuckoo banana shit. And yeah, so always have a way to get the fuck home. Young people have Ubers now, but I remember back in the day, like in high school, where we did not have Ubers. The taxis were just like not really an option. And so you just had to like make sure you got on that last bus. And I just remember this one time I was like trying to go home and I literally like we're running for the bus and I just watched the last bus go by and I was like, fuck, like, holy shit. And me and my friend were literally like, we're gonna have to like walk home. Like, (laughs) we're like, fuck. And we just, we got our steps in that day, baby. We literally walked like, I'm not exaggerating, 10 miles to my friend's house and I was like that party was not worth it so you got to plan ahead always have a way to get home and know the vibes of wherever you're going because even I will tell you right now this man uh (laughs) just invited me somewhere but he's like a DJ and like I really had to be careful with anybody in the EDM community okay and anybody who parties if especially in New York sometimes like you get invited to things and you're like oh, you just invited me here because you need to get girls. You didn't invite me here because, like, you want to hang out, like, one-on-one. And that's a really awkward place to be mostly mm. if you came, like, alone. Um, I think it's very fair to be like, is this, are you a promoter or are you, like, personally trying to invite me? And are you planning um, – what, what are your intentions with my time? Um, yeah, it's it's hard to – to do that, to sort of have a plan. I would say that, do that even with people that you trust because I really had to learn this one the hard mm-hmm. way when I went to a music festival and I thought I'd be going home with somebody I loved and then ended up being not so in love in the next hour and I really wanted to get home and I was really far away from my house and I was like, fuck, now I'm going to have to endure a car ride with this person I don't want to be with. Uh, yeah, so the, the, it's, it's tough cookie to learn but it it in the long run it's for the best i mean you also have credit cards if you're in a really bad situation you should probably yeah. figure that out along with planning ahead i i gotta say this one because some of some people be wild and stop planning trips with people you're gonna break up with okay you know who you are <laughs> i have seen way too many people go on trips with their ex well we're not together but we planned this trip like months ago bitch then don't go 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 by yourself. It's not that hard. Carpe diem, motherfucker. Like, it's so bizarre to me that you would choose to go on a trip with your ex because there's so many feelings. There's so many feelings, and they it's always going to go bad. Like, you're always going to be like, yeah, this is cool, but, like, you plan on not speaking to each other in a month. Like, you do know that, right? So why the fuck would you try to make more memories? See, let's just... I literally feel like, you know... I don't want to say we've all been there, but I think a lot of people have because like you, you know, you get your lovey dovey and you don't want to think about like, oh, are we going to break up? Uh, I learned about this the hard fucking way where I planned a trip a year ahead and then about fucking, I don't know, eight months. I was like, I do not want to be with this guy. But I was like, fuck, like we have a lot of things planned. Like I can't break up with him now. It keeps you motherfucking trapped. So from that experience, I would say buy a refundable motherfucking ticket for that other person so that you can just go on your own. Like, I get it. Like, I think the one I took with my ex, like, it was like a literally like a $1,200 
plane ticket. And so it was like, fuck, like at the time, $1,200 was crazy amount of money. Now, if it had just been a little refundable ticket, bye. Like I could have gone on my fucking own, but no. So I spent a month abroad with my ex. He wasn't my ex yet, but I, I knew it, you know, anyways. But yeah, I think also plan trips on your own, man. It's a, like a, if, like, I think that should be a thing that you do. I think there's trips that you can take with your partner, but sometimes I feel like it's even better just to be like, nah, this is going to be a me and me kind of situation. A me and me situation can be really nice. And sometimes there's the excuse of like, well, I'm a girl. I don't want to travel alone. I feel like you could always either get a buddy to go with you or you, you can find avenues. Like, women travel alone. I would say most of the time. That's what I mean, like, at least plan like one step ahead and be like, am I willing to take this trip alone? And if the mm-hmm. answer is like, no, it's unsafe, then like maybe you shouldn't go anyways. Cause like, I'm gonna be honest, like how much is this man gonna protect you? Like, I feel like a lot of people's men, that's like a false sense of protection. And I mean, I don't know. I just think there's very safe places that you can go and maybe lean into going towards those safe places or go on like a group trip with um like a, company a reputable company uh but there's like a lot of really cool places that you can go alone and i understand feeling like a little afraid but plan one step ahead okay i you know i like that i like that yeah um i think when it comes to like now we're in the path of relationships and planning ahead living with people if you're also gonna break up with them you should probably not sign a lease i know some people that that do that like you just signed a year lease with somebody you don't even like. Why did you do that? <laughs> I swear to God, like, the hill I will fucking die on. Like, I will, there's no way you can change my mind about this. I would say, like, 97% of the time, you should not live with your boyfriend or girlfriend or partner. All right? 97% of the time. Because, here's the thing. 50% of people that live together break up. And then the other 50% get married, but 50% of them break up. So the odds are not in your favor. It is people stay in relationships because breaking up while you're living together is really tough. And then there's this new phenomenon where it's like too broke to break up, where it's like you literally don't have the means to leave. So you're with that motherfucker indefinitely. Yeah. I, and I think if you're the one breaking up, you got to know that you also may have to be the one to leave the apartment. Uh, so those are those are tough situations to handle. You got to you got to navigate that smoothly. Um, I think living with somebody is a pretty important step. I, I, I like you've always said, like, I'm not living with somebody unless I have a ring. And I thought about that and I'm like, you know what? You're right. Unless I plan on marrying this person. We don't really need to live together. And if I don't plan to marry you, then we might not even need to be together. So... And to add to that, if you say that to a guy, like, if you say that to the person you're with, like, I don't really believe in cohabitation unless there's, like, a ring or, like, we literally plan on getting married. If that person is like, wait, that's fucking... No, 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 no. Like, I want to live with you even though I don't know I want to marry you. That's, like, a red flag, right? Like, why the fuck do... You know? Like, I don't know. Like, I think that... 
unless the other person's like positive they want to be with you and you're positive you want to be with them you don't need to live together and then some people are like oh well you shouldn't get engaged unless you know how that person lives you don't know how someone really is until you live with them i feel like i'm a smart enough cookie and i think a lot of people are smarter than like unless your significant other's fucking hiding something you know how they live, right? Like, you can say, like, this person's cleaner than me. This person is messier than me. This person cares about A, B, and C. Like, I don't know. Like, if you spend time in their apartment, you know how they live. So unless you've been with them for long enough and they're, like, hiding how they are, I think you can kind of tell. Yeah. I'm not saying get married blind, but I am saying, like, unless you're really fucking sure, I don't think you should live together. And I just want to say I have a new antidote, all right? Oh, yeah? I told my fucking friend, I said, don't fucking move in with this guy. All right. I was like, I'm telling you, you don't want to do it. And she was like, no, 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 no. It feels very different. Like he is the one. We had dinner. Guess who's not the fucking one? Oh, no. The dude she's living with. And I was like, and she was like, I know, I know you told me, but like, I didn't want to believe you. And I was like, hey, man, I'm not hating on you and your relationship. I'm just saying for like a lot of people how many people do you date before you find the one? A lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I've never gone that far. I've never gone that far. I just remember my ex-boyfriend one time was like, yeah, maybe I'll move to New York. And I was like, no, I gotta get out. <laughs> I, that's what I knew. I was like, I don't know if I see that in my future. So that's why I was like, oh, if you don't see that in your future, then why are you in a relationship? That doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, you know, you could always do like a, like a, what, what's a good situation? Uh, like a, What's it called? Oh my god! Where you sign somebody else's lease for like six months? That's not that. That's not that crazy. That you can still get out. You know what I mean? And maybe we're just being cynical, but I don't think so. And I think no, like, I don't think so. I think that you're just like planning a happy future for both people. I feel the same way about prenups. Like some people are really like have weird stigmas about prenups. Like you must not have come from divorce. Like you must not be a child of divorce. But I think prenups are such a smart thing because honestly, uh, like marriage is a contract. It's a legal binding contract of your assets, of a lot of other things. And you should be protected. And if you're on good terms with somebody as you should be when you're getting married, I feel like this is the most like pure and good intentions that you have for each other have things go wrong south things just don't work out right and i don't think it's like a bad omen to just like sign an agreement that's like hey just in case one day we're not in a good place we don't come for each other's money assets whatever like we already have an agreement based on the best place that we can be to to protect each other in the future because some people get real freaking nasty okay when they don't get what they want when they're hurt they will come for you they will come for your life and that honestly like that kind of sucks and having that just in a little bit of writing having that as a legal agreement may encourage somebody to act accordingly <laughs> based on a legal contract protect you know, yourselves <laughs> i'm pro prenup um because i'm gonna have i'm gonna pull like if anything happens i'm gonna be like the ali wong in the situation where it's like you know, his parents wanted a prenup to protect him, and then she ended up with all the fucking money, and so then it's like, ha, 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 I gotta keep my money, bitch. Like, you know, I honestly, like, I know that, like, having a prenup and, like, talking about the end at the beginning can, like, some people are like, 
oh, well, like, if you plan on being together forever, da 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 It's just like, well, what's the reality of the situation? Everyone gets married, think they're going to be together forever, but not everyone is married for forever. And it's really interesting because my parents were together for, like, almost 10 years before they split up. And let me tell you, it is so ugly to see people fight over, like, just fucking bullshit, really. Like, it's just, like, one of those things where it's like, damn, man, I wish y'all had a prenup so that you didn't have to fight like this over shit that, like, ultimately, it's like, is it worth it? No. Not really. No, but people get butthurt and people will come for you. Whichever way they can to hurt you, unfortunately, when they're hurt. And so... We're pro-prenup on this podcast. Pro-prenup, and if you're not there to marriage yet, I would just like to say the ultimate exit strategy is, like, a savings account, you know, and being financially independent. And I know that, like, people get into, like, situations where it's just so difficult to leave, and that's with, like, work and in relationships and... Uh, Out of a lease. Out of a lease. Roommate lease. Mm-hmm. Those are also tough. Bailey, if you don't like your roommates, you got to be smart with those. You got to also know when to when to cut that, when to leave that. When I became, I had to kick out a roommate, and that was a really not awesome experience. It taught me a lot about myself and how you sometimes have to having a legal contract just like really helps the situation. So yeah. even if you're going in a lease, understand what the what's going on with that because. Like, I have a nice apartment, so, like, people want to stay. And sometimes I'm like, I hate this living situation. And you got to look out for you at the end of the day. Like, where you live is, like, your safe space, your environment. So that's something you just got to be pretty careful with. And I'll tell the quick antidote that this is, like, a crazy thing that, like, I swear to God, there's certain jobs and people who, like, work at certain jobs know, like, you've fucking seen it all. When I worked as a fucking office manager of an apartment company, so homeboy was frying chicken, forgot to turn off the oil, lights the whole building on fire. We're talking, yeah, we're talking, like, three units aflame. Now, technically, because of the way their lease is, his roommate is financially and legally responsible for half of that shit. Now, they got a bill for this damage because they refused renter's assurance, which, another thing, get insurance, okay? Renter's insurance and everything. As I'm Googling it Literally, it's like $13 a month, and it covers this kind of thing. It was legitimately, like, I think, like, close to $30,000 and we cut them a fucking deal because we felt really bad because like who has $30,000 like we get it so we basically did it for us cheap and his roommate was responsible for $15,000 of this technically and if he hadn't paid it it would have gone into collections yada 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 now if they had had some type of agreement uh, beyond their lease like just know that you're getting into legal contracts when you're signing onto a lease when you're getting married when you're there's so many things and Legal contracts can protect you, and they can also keep you attached to people that you don't want to be attached to. So have legal contracts, exit strategy. Oh, this is my other one. Don't fucking co-own an animal with your partner. Oh, yeah. Bro, if you have a pet, is that your pet or is that your fucking boyfriend's pet? Because if it's your guys' pet together, nothing is... 
more frustrating and gross than co-parenting a dog at 23. And I know I'm coming for some of you guys' fucking throat and life right now, but bro, you have to... You're co-parenting. You're doing a, a handoff with your ex every other week for the dog. Like, it's got to be your dog or their dog. Yeah, my sister's going through this right oh, now. Oh, God, like, sorry. Cut, 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 cut your losses. <laughs> no, um, yeah, I was like, that, must have, that wasn't the smartest plan, huh? You didn't foresee this nine years ago, huh? <laughs> oh, that sucks. Um, yeah, it happens. Sometimes, like, you really be staying together for, like, a pet. Like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Please adopt your own animals, okay? Be very clear and specific. This is my animal. You can live here, too. But this is my animal. And we love your um, contributions. Yeah. And the animal loves yeah. you. Loves but, like, you. ultimately, this is this is my dog. Mine. Yeah. And whatever that means, like, if you don't want to clean up after them, I get it. It's going to be my responsibility. That is my animal. Um, yeah, it is very interesting. I can't even, I can't, I, we're not even going to get into kids because I don't got those, so I don't got opinions of that. But that's an, another thing as a child of divorce. <laughs> you know, there is no exit strategy when you have kids, okay? So be smart. If you don't like her like that, you should probably, like, be putting a condom on and maybe not, like, you know, like, doing things that you shouldn't be doing. Plan ahead because some people really be getting into some tougher situations and some some of the girlies, they sometimes be a little delulu. I'm not going to lie. I've seen girls get get knocked up because they really like the dude even though he treats them like shit and he clearly doesn't like you and you keep the baby for your own personal reasons. I don't know. I got to get into that. Like, your choice is your choice. That's cool. But, like, girl, like, you're tied to this human being forever. And mm-hmm. the way that he treats you is how tre- he tre- treats people, like, in general. Like, that is a that's a definition of his character. So why do you want that as a parent for a child? Like People, let's, let's... people get into sticky situations that I think could have been avoided by tough conversations. Yeah. Like, what's a tough conversation? Do you believe in abortion? You should probably know that about pers- if you're going to be fucking raw. You need to know how that person feels about that. What would you actually do? Not only do you believe in women's rights to choose, what would you choose? All right? Because some people knock up girls and then they're like, oh, you should get abortion. And then they're like, I don't believe in abortion. But you never talked about it. Yeah, those are bad situations to be in. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So just, you know, make good decisions for yourself. Protect yourself. Protect your energy, your peace. Um, at the end of the day, that's that's the real cost of any situation that you have to get out of is your peace. So if you can plan ahead to just make sure that we remain peaceful and that we can get out of situations in the best of our abilities and just facilitate that way out, I think you're golden, babe. We're golden. We're golden. It's not weird to plan ahead. It's not putting energy. It's not an omen to just figure out what's best for us. And, you know, like, I think it's cool to be optimistic and I, by optimism can only get you so far. Babe, be optimistic about the weather, not the trajectory of your life, okay? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Well, thanks for listening. As always, uh, please uh, subscribe. I hope you like this episode and you like every episode as much as we like this episode. And you get to um, check in with us every week. Thank you. <laughs> please go follow us on our social media. We got Instagram. Thanks, number four, your concern. We're also on TikTok. And then my personal is Bernice ADS M. 
And I'm at Ella L. Tudor. Make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube subscribe. and to this and let everybody know about the podcast. We love you sharing our podcast with your loved ones. We're excited to see you next week. Bye. Thank you so much. Okay, bye.